Hello! You're listening to the Eric McKenna Project. Okay, so you have some exciting business news yeah, just dropped, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm excited. I think 2020 is shaping up to be a big year. So um, I signed with Highmark with their um, women's health department. Okay. So um, for all of 2020, uh, my sister and I actually were doing it together. Um, and so we signed a partnership with them to promote everything in the women's health space okay. in regards to Highmark and Allegheny Health Network and things like that. Um, and so, yep, we're really excited about that. And then I also just signed with Walmart. Um, That's they, big? It, yeah, it's big. They have a new feature where they will deliver your groceries to your home. They have a special lock on your door and they will put your groceries in your fridge and they are trying to reach millennial moms and they are trying to reach families who are really busy. And so um, I just signed with them to partner up with them for 2020 for that. And um, I'm also in talks now with Comcast. So Comcast, again, getting into like the influencer social media game where they are looking to partner with content creators like myself who have large digital audiences Um, and what we do is you you come to well first of all you only sign with a company or a brand or a business that you really like that their product their service or their experience really you would use in your own life because if you wouldn't the campaign won't work no integrity Correct. Like your followers will see it a mile away. They'll see that you just did that job for the Mm -hmm. money and then you lose people. So you really have to pick and choose. So I try to partner with brands and businesses where whatever either they stand for or whatever product or service they are trying to promote is something that I would A, actually use and B, would be an absolute value to my life. And then that way you can be really honest with your social media Mm -hmm. audience. You can say, like, listen, I just partnered with Walmart and we're doing this thing because I'm a busy mom and I, I truly hate to grocery shop. I hate to cook and I hate to grocery shop. And so if I can have somebody bring my groceries to my house and put them in, you know, that saves me a huge step. And so then the then you can be honest and truthful and transparent with your audience. And then that bond with your audience grows and strengthens. And that's the reason why businesses want to work with you. Got it. They only want to work. I mean, you'll see people, they have all these followers and stuff. A lot of them might be fake. Mm-hmm. They might have bought them. They, they could be bots from, you know, God knows where. Right, 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 right. But, but now, because the influencer game is getting so big and because so many people are, wanna, are trying to move into this space, brands and businesses are doing their homework. They're being diligent about the people they partner with because they want to make sure that those content creators have a truly engaged dynamic audience. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, then like, what's, what's the point of partnering with someone? And that has to be a whole new realm for, for business in general, mm-hmm. because now along with ad agencies or their own internal advertising departments, marketing departments, now they have this outlet. This, right. And so what they're doing is what, what advertising agencies and businesses are doing is they're moving a lot of their marketing dollars to this influencer space. Right. And so I saw a stat the other day, like by 2020, they th- there will have been maybe two billion dollars spent on influencer marketing by 2024, which is only four years later. 24 billion. That's a huge. Jump. It's huge. And, yeah. so, and here's what's going to happen: it's spiking, and then it's going to drop, right? Mm-hmm. And then it'll come up a bit and flatten. So it's 
it's a crazy space and it's the beginning of it. And so I, I always say like it feels like the Wild West because, you know, people we are all glued to our phones all the time, consuming content. We're on these social channels and people now. I mean, like, I haven't bought anything that I saw in a magazine or on TV in, like, four years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's everything I either – I saw on Instagram by, like, a blogger I I follow or, you know, or an influencer. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so – there are major dollars being moved into this space because what happens is these digital audiences, they feel like they know us and they do know us because we literally share everything about our lives. Right. Within reason. Well, they feel you, comfortable. They feel comfortable. They feel like they know you. And if you operate if you operate in a way where you only uh, where you only agree to paid sponsorships with for things you actually really believe in, right. that trust is there. Mm-hmm. And so they're more likely to buy something they saw you promoting than if they saw like uh, an an ad, you know, in a newspaper or an advertisement on television. It, it's I think the integrity thing is so important, especially it, now. Just in life. Well, no, I, well, there's no question. Um, I, as a young man, I used to buy guitars online when you know '96. Oh yeah. And I was very disappointed, obviously, when I tried to talk about a guitar on the phone or in an email with a seller, and I find out they don't play. There was such a, in my mind, but way back then, that that was the initial disconnect that made me like, wow, how can someone profess to market something or sell something that they don't even use use it? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why, so that's why, you know, this is so successful and why so far I have enjoyed it so much Mm -hmm. because not only, like, since I actually do use those things in my life or it's really part of my life, it's, I mean, how exciting is it to get paid to just live your life mm-hmm. and share it with people mm-hmm. you know and so it yeah it's very cool and but, you know again this the space will change but that like life changes you always have to change and adapt absolutely and i think those who can effectively adapt and those who are also at that time doing tremendous work will make it through any valley correct and agree? i think yeah and that's i think what happened so i like when I was a little girl growing up in Pittsburgh, I went to North Hills High School. Mm-hmm. You know, I always wanted to be a TV news reporter. I just, I always wanted to be that. So <laughs> <laughs> I would play, like, I don't even remember them, but when Patty Burns, right, it was like Patty and Daddy. Like, I would, oh, yeah. like, pre- oh, I would like pretend to do the weather. I just loved it. <laughs> and um, so I went to Syracuse and I got my journalism degree, my broadcast journalism degree. And then I worked in upstate New York and then I went out to the Midwest mm-hmm. and then I went to North Carolina and then I got the job at Channel 11. Right. That was nine years ago. And, um, you know, and you probably know as you've gone on your gone on in your career and like your listeners as well, you know, the dreams that you had when you were little, you start achieving them and then you want new things. Mm -hmm. And you're also, you're not the same as you were when you were 16 years old. You know, you have, oh my God. (laughs) I know. You see the people. There weren't smartphones back then. Oh my God. I know. I know. Sometimes, right. You see the people that peak in high school. You're like, oh no, don't peak in high school. Like don't peak in high school. That's the best advice so far. (laughs) It is. Don't peak in high school. Don't peak in high school because life is really long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know, you grow and evolve. And so what happened to me was probably like, so I had been in Channel 11 for nine years, like loving life there. I loved them. I loved my job. And it was it was very cool. And then maybe five years ago, we all had um, our, our, our personal accounts, but they were, you know, who we were. They were our public accounts. Right, right, right. And so maybe about five years ago, I really started sharing on social. Okay. And my husband and I, we um, started like buying fixer-uppers in Lawrenceville and fixing them. And so mm-hmm. I started blogging and I started right. blogging about the house. That's where you so, came on my radar. Okay. So I started blogging about the house and I got a huge response. And then... Um, 
I got pregnant and I started sharing about like pregnancy and then we had our son Henry and I'm always sharing about mom life. And so really in the last three years, I really leaned into more sharing more personal things mm-hmm. instead of news. So it was more like 60, 70% personal, like 30% news. And I found that the more I shared personal and connected with people over marriage, parenting, you know, life, living, all of that stuff, my audience grew and my engagement skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing brands and businesses started reaching out. Okay. But I could never partner with them because, you know, I was a journalist and right. I had this thing. Right. And so we work on contracts at TV stations. And so my con so about like maybe a year and a half ago, I knew my contract was coming up. And there were two things happening. You know, one you know, I think when you're at a place, Oprah says this, I love it. She says, when people show you who they are, believe them. And so there had been there had been several years where I had been hearing certain things about like, you know, we love you and we're going to put you in certain places. But then those things never happened. Mm-hmm. And I finally thought like, you know, Courtney, th- this hasn't happened. And if you resign, you're going to resign for three more years. You're going to wake up. You're going to be 40 years old. And that moment, that gut intuition that you had saying like you can do more be more it's time to step out and go that moment will have passed you by mm-hmm. and i was like well that i am not like do or die baby like i am not letting that pass me by absolutely right. not and so i sort of had like a come to jesus talk with my husband and i was like listen i i just have this feeling i know that if i can step out into this digital space that I really think I can make something of this. And there were kind of three buckets of how I thought I could transfer out of TV news into this space. There were kind of like three things okay. I thought of. Okay. So I knew that, you know, I had worked here for nine years. So I had a big local profile, right? right. You have like local fame, which is... Well, the Emmys didn't hurt either. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> but people know who you are, Certainly. you know, and you're connected. Absolutely. And so, Ab- in this town especially. In this town especially. Right. And then, in this town is so great because they love you. Mm-hmm. It's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, the audience... I mean, there are people who hate you and I love them too. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to always have that. I, absolutely. Um, so I there were like three things I knew I could do. I, I knew that I had that, that local name recognition. And so I knew I could... Um, be out there and monetize that. I knew I had this huge 70,000 social media following strong. And so I knew brands and businesses would want to partner with me to reach that audience. And then I knew that I had all this knowledge about social media and I knew that people would would need it. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of what I decided. I I thought like, you know what? I'm going to step away. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but I'm just going to start doing things in those three buckets and you know here i am six months later and i really do believe this is where i get wooey wooey i don't know if you're a wooey wooey person but i'm not I'm sure like, i know what that means i'm a very wooey wooey person <laughs> so th- i really believe like the universe is always speaking to us uh, I, I, I do too i absolutely do yeah and that the energy that you're putting out is definitely coming back mm-hmm. to you and mm-hmm. that you know the thing like, like what you think about and what you believe you can really make happen right. if you you know, have the courage to step out and just try. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how I live my life this last, the, these last six months, following those nudges, just putting myself out there. And it really does work because things are just, you know, rolling in. When I talk to entrepreneurs and being one now uh, with multiple entities yeah. in my history, there was always that moment of, uh, some people call it gut, it's a feeling. Yes. I always felt like I was being moved towards something. You're being moved. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't, 
if it's I didn't like act toward that, it, I would not be doing myself justice. Does that, yeah, make, that make any sense? Absolutely. It's a physical feeling. Like There's you no physically question. feel it. Mm-hmm. And then if I can think of the quote right now, and it's, again, it's Oprah because I listen to her Super Soul podcast because sure. I love them. You know, it's sure. wooey wooey space. Um, but she said something about like the people who can recognize that gut instinct and follow through with it are the most successful people. I believe it. And it is scary because I will, but like quitting my job wasn't scary. Like quitting was the easy part. The scary part is is being able to like sit in that space in the months after you leave where there is excitement but there is so much anxiety Mm -hmm. there's so much worry there's so much what do other people think there's so much what's going to come next it's being able to like sit in that and weather that and not fall over and then the second component to that is you know you're sitting in that and the other really hard part is not to get then suck down into the muck, but to keep your vibration and your energy really high, because again, like energy begets energy. Mm-hmm. So if you're putting out there, um, like you know, I am ready for new things and I can do new things, like that's what's going to come to you. But when you're sitting in that ang- in that anxious space where you don't know what's going to happen, it's hard mm-hmm. to stay in that positive energy space. But you have to. So that those are the hard parts of of stepping out of your comfort zone. That's what I think. The step isn't hard. Yeah, it's <laughs> what, like, ha- what do you do? What, what, designing what your future yeah yeah and being okay and being okay with not knowing okay yes. i think that's where yes. i think i live now and i like people are like what are you gonna do in five years i'm like i have no idea <laughs> and you know what it's so exciting it's so exciting yeah, i echo that uh, people are like what's your five-year plan i'm like well i hate five-year plans and i will say 10-year plans I, I mean i don't know i like five-year plans like okay in five years i want to have my mortgage paid off i want to do i like those uh-huh. kinds of plans mm-hmm. but how do you know when you are constantly evolving every day and if you're not open to new doors and the nudges that you're getting all the time mm-hmm. from the universe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you limit yourself. If you, you, if you limit if yourself. If you can't take the leap. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's and I've had other entrepreneurs on this show, Courtney, that we've echoed, echoed the same thing. It's almost when you get there and it works, it feels so good. You'd love to be able to share that with other people. Yes. But it's but it, it you, know, you, you it's just not for everybody. It Un- is it like unfortunately. It, it's <laughs> correct because you know what like I'm a very so I'm a high energy person I'm a really pop- you don't say I know right oh my gosh <laughs> too much you should see my kitties like um, I'm a high energy person I'm a really positive person mm-hmm. I'm somebody that like can do a lot and it it's like it was hard like it is hard and I even because I mean my husband would say to me because you feel both extremes like I would say to him one day like you know I I really suck what's gonna happen like I don't even like I have one like I have one gig next month like what what's next and then I'd, I'd get a call or something and the next day I'd be like this is amazing like, this is amazing you know? oh, that's, that's the human it. experience though yeah, I mean and, you expect and he would be that. looking and he would say to me his name is Mark he would be like Courtney like we have literally had this talk like 23 times a week and I said I know but we're just gonna keep having it it's it is hard. Mm-hmm. It takes, yeah, you have to have like a certain chutzpah. No question. And, to but, do it. But the thing is, though, it's anyone that um, that enters a new like, space is the word and a new industry, uh, you know, you you have a little bit of first mover advantage because what you're doing now, people entering three, four, five, six years from there are going to have it more difficult. Correct. However, it's still on the other side of that. It's so new that there's really not a... Like the, a rule book for navigating that's it. That's it. Yeah. And that's I think it. that's why, exactly. Um, but the other thing I have found out, 
and this is maybe this is another good piece of advice. I can't remember what the first one was. Uh, don't don't was peak so when you're in high school. Oh, yeah, don't peak when you're in high school. <laughs> That's really good advice. That's a really the good The problem one. is I'm not, I'm not sure how many high schoolers are going to hear this. <laughs> That's okay. I'll put, it, I'll put it on social. We'll put it on TikTok. We'll there see you it go. There. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There okay. You go. Don't peak in high school. Okay. And then the second part that I've noticed is like now, like, step, like things happen for people who do them. Well, certainly. Like the genius is in the doing. And, mm. and the doing doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be Mark Zuckerberg to do. Like mm-hmm. the, I'm talking about the doing is like sending an email. Like action. call action. It's literally as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And, and it, because all those little actions then build up to like the big thing but it's it's the combination of those little actions like no the question. genius of the doing and i think people think like you know oh my gosh how do i start something you just start mm-hmm. you know and if the first step is you know finding somebody to build you a website that that little first step leads to the second little right. step and right. that's the other thing i've learned and too confidence that, is built with every every oh, step yes, i think that's absolutely. what that's what the person starting is is craving is yes, the confidence the confidence but that comes with repetition well and you know you know what else is great though the confidence that comes like now i just feel like i have no fear right i right. and and i mean i have a, I have a healthy amount of you know fear like you know in terms of like keeping myself alive and my child alive and stuff yeah. like that but I, I mean like you know when you're when you start stepping out and doing things that scare you and those little actions like you get mm-hmm. to the point where you're like all right well I, I mean you're just not afraid to try things because now like if people don't like me like okay I don't care like other people will so if that door shuts sure. another one will open did, did being a reporter help build that thick skin or were you born with that no well I think I was born with a little bit but I tell you what like 14 years of working in TV news and then when so, when social media became really big like the last 10 Right. I mean, I don't know if you, on Instagram, I do this thing where I have the favorite Facebook message of the week and I post the meanest <laughs> comment. I have not seen that. Or Facebook That's message actually that brilliant. I have got. That's actually brilliant. Oh my God. It's so fun. This guy last week, he sent me one like, I don't know what he was mad about. He's like, oh, I, I really, I lost all respect for you and I really hate you. You know, I'm going to unfollow you. And you know, I don't care. And then five minutes later, he responded. He's like, I can't figure out how to unfollow you. Can you do <laughs> yes, it for me? Yes, He's, do it for <laughs> he followed up and he has me to do it for him. Like, it's just so my skin is so. I mean, yeah, there are still things that well, hurt. Sure, sure. But my skin is so thick and absolutely like living in that TV news world and then living as a public person. Sure, sure. And then social media gave, you know, what social media is, it, it gives access to public people, you know, mm-hmm. right away, which is why connections are built and why trust is formed and why it's amazing. But then the, the other side of that is people can literally tell you how much they hate you yeah. and what they think about you, your hair, your outfit, <laughs> you know, your parenting, <coughs> right there. But doing it so much, I just, I mean, I, I, I think it's funny and then I share them as my favorite messages of the week. Well, I think that's good because that's actually embracing it and then actually making Making light of it. Making light of and it. And you need that, I think, as a person, you right? You do. Well, and I read this uh, quote somewhere. I can't remember where, but it was saying, like, you know, you don't believe the like, don't believe the people who love you, and don't believe the people who hate you. Like, if you don't buy into either hype, mm-hmm. then you just stay in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, because 
the positive side. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah. And I just, I like that you don't, you don't get your head so big, you know, with the messages of like adoration and people who love you, and then you don't get sucked into, you know, mm-hmm. the people who dislike you, where you like, you're like, wow, you really dislike me, you know, from your basement eating Cheetos. <laughs> that's how maybe, I imagine. Maybe the video game is <laughs> yeah, probably how, broken. Yeah, that's how I, I imagine those people. But yeah, yeah. Social media in general. Um, I think there's so many avenues to go down there. I don't want to get real real broad today, but talk a little bit about why your services are needed for business. And, and I, I think I know because it's confusing. So what it's very I, confusing to business owners. So what I have found, so right now I have a couple of clients and um, and what I say by clients is there's a couple of things I do on like the business side of what okay. I do. So I do a lot of like consulting and speaking. And so that consulting would be coming in and working with like a, a company or a nonprofit or a business and saying like, okay, like are you, first of all, like are you on social? Because most people like know they have to be there. They have no idea what to do right right and figuring out okay these are the platforms you need to be on these are the audiences you are reaching on each platform this is the kind of voice and content that you need to create for each platform so that you are you know really reaching that audiences there and so on and so forth so I do a lot of that and then I do have um, clients of my own where um, I create all of their content and I do all of their posting and engagement so that means like I create all of like their pictures and their videos and I do all of the caption writing and then I do all of the posting as well because what I found and why I feel like that part of my that part of me and my business is growing is because you have so many boomers mm-hmm. who are very successful be nice who are <laughs> who are entrepreneurs or running companies and mm-hmm. they know they have to be on these platforms but they either don't like them they don't want to be on or they don't know how to be on right and so I think that is, so I'm like a mature millennial, right? I just mm-hmm. turned 37. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not Gen Z, I'm not like the TikTok generation, but I like I am living in the social media space. And so that's what I have found. I have found that um, like the boomers are the people that are have these amazing businesses right. and actually have like the revenue that they would love to put into social media marketing in the digital space, but they don't know like how to do that or how to start. And so that's what I've, that's what I have noticed that people know they have to be on these platforms but they it takes a lot of time too oh, all, and, and to the platforms be, are different the platforms are and different and creating content for all of them and posting them and then here's the thing <clears throat> you can't just post on these platforms and then say see you later I mean you have to spend hours on here engaging with your audience liking other photos responding to comments answering direct messages I mean it's a jo- it's a full-time job sure and but here's the thing you and and that the, the clients I have and the people I meet they know they have to be on there because that's the thing like when I meet somebody I immediately just look and I, and I see what they look like on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and then I Google them mm-hmm. so if if I meet you and then I and then I go on Instagram or Facebook or I Google you and th- you have absolutely no presence you just don't seem with it mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah, absolutely right and so it's absolutely um, right yeah yeah it's a necessity it's a necessity especially when you're in business today it's almost it's, it's, abs- it's actually required I like I don't have business cards because I'm just like oh where because uh, if I meet somebody and they want to do something I'm like oh what's your handle and I just find them on Instagram or Facebook and connect mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. so so it's it's an absolute ne- it's an absolute necessity and um, and that's what I have found there's a real need for it and um, and I've been living in that space and here's the other thing about the social media space if you don't like it and that's fine there's a lot of people that don't like it I get it 
then you should not be creating content for it. So like if you're a business owner or if you're a marketing manager and you know that you have to you have to be on social media, but like you don't like being there and mm-hmm. you, you you get no joy creating content from that space, like you should not be creating. That'll show. It comes through. There's an yeah. energy behind it. Mm-hmm. I bet you know, and your listeners too, whenever I post something in the moment, whether it's super joyful, whether it's something I'm really struggling with and I'm sharing, like I'm mm-hmm. being, being vulnerable and mm-hmm. sharing it, that post does incredible because mm-hmm. there's an energy behind it. It's really authentic too. It's really authentic. And so even though these platforms are, you know, everything, it's algorithm based and it's mm-hmm. all that, there are humans on the other end interacting with these platforms and they can, in that, so that energy comes through. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get it. Yeah, it makes, it makes sense completely. Um, talk about branding for a second. What What, what is your well, definition of branding? Well, <clears throat> so, I mean, I am not an expert in branding. I think, like, here's what I think about branding, but... You know, I'm sorry. I'm sort of in a in a different space, like because c- people are like, okay, you're gonna step away. Like, are you gonna like rebrand or like roll out a website? Or like, and I was like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know what this is gonna look like. So I was like, how about I just live, right? And then whatever it becomes when I'm in a space. So like, I left in June. And I had like a blog, I had a website that was like just for like TV news jobs, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I gotta get this together, but I don't know what Courtney Brennan is gonna be going forward. So Okay, I get it. But I like get it. last month now, you know, so my new website, CourtneyBrennan.com, just rolled out yesterday. Um, so I think people, instead of thinking like, Oh, I have to I have to get a brand together, I have to how about you just start the doing? And then whatever business you're building or whatever brand you're building for yourself, as it evolves, you're going to get to a point where you're like, oh, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready for a logo. Mm -hmm. Now I'm ready for a new website. Now I'm ready to... You know, to spend money in that arena right. for that. Does right. that make sense? It does. It, it's almost putting the cart before the horse. I think so. That you're I, labeling whatever this is supposed to be, and right. then, and then if what if it doesn't? What if it's not that? What if it, what if it doesn't evolve that way? Yes, yeah. yes. What if you? Because that was the thing too. You know, when you step out to try something new. I mean, if you're gonna like like me, you throw like eight thousand things at the wall. <laughs> you know, not all eight thousand are gonna stick. You know, maybe right. like four. Right, right, right. You know, right. so why don't you see what sticks, and then you have to see not only what sticks, what is like profitable, and what mm-hmm. is successful, mm-hmm. and what do you love. You know, like what if you throw? Yeah, what if you throw all these things against the wall and you realize, like, oh man, like this really gets my goat, and I am getting such a great response doing this. Yeah. So I th- I think the branding should come. I think you should just start doing the living and doing the doing, mm-hmm. and then the branding comes. I'm sure a branding expert would you know say the opposite. <laughs> well, I think that's the most misused word right now. I think in, in just in marketing period, because if you have a young kid who's selling he's selling tennis shoes on Instagram, he's trying to brand quote unquote brand himself, and then you have someone who's got a uh, I don't know um, uh, a grocery store. Mm-hmm. That branding is completely different. Right, no, right, right. where's the where is the technical term anymore? Because I get it. You create your entity, and your actions are going to lead you into what your brand becomes. What it becomes, yeah. Right. And I th- and I really think that, and maybe like it's easier to do this if you know, for like right now, my brand is me. I'm like a, a single person, sure, and sure. so I so especially if you're in that space where the brand is you, like you want to evolve. Like Absolutely. we were saying, like don't peak in high school. Like Absolutely. you want to evolve because not only do you want to, I will tell you, like I don't love the wrinkles on my forehead. That are not going away, no matter how much retinol I put on them. <clears throat> but I love getting older. 
I love it. Mm-hmm. You just you just care less what people think. You know so much. You get to experience all these it's things. Awesome. You get to evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why I think brands should be able to evolve because you always want to get better. You always want to change. I don't know. Change or die. That's my thing. What about themes? Like when you go to work with a client, let's mm-hmm. say it's an established client. Mm-hmm. Already has got a business 35 years in, in business and now they have to come on the web. Mm-hmm. How important is it to have a consistent theme throughout all platforms? Yeah. So I and do, that's hugely absolutely. difficult for a business that doesn't even understand. What's going on? No, not yeah. at all. Well, and I, so I always <clears> tell <throat> my clients, we always pick five to six themes that we're always sharing. Okay. Um, and those, those could be like, they could be like, one theme could be client success stories and testimonials. Like those are a great, those are things to, those are always great things to share because then you can show people like if you hire me or work with me you're gonna have a great experience and it's kind of like bragging about yourself without being obnoxious mm-hmm. and then like and and then you find like other themes that you can share that you feel good about um, and it shouldn't always be like selling your company or selling yourself um, you you can share things you know stuff that you're a realtor right realtor as well mm-hmm. so like you you have you have you have this podcast so like mm-hmm. if, if if everything you were feeding out on your social media feeds was always home sales like you know you have to vary the diet Absolutely. so I always tell clients like w- like one or two of the themes should be something that like maybe it's the volunteer work your business does mm-hmm. or maybe it's maybe it's like the um the pieces of value that you can offer your clients for free so like say you are okay so you're a realtor mm-hmm. right so once a week you should share like the the five top tips for staging your home right. to sell it you right. know things right. of value that you give away for free right. so that people don't feel like you know you always are looking for like their mm-hmm. money before you help them mm-hmm. and then so picking those themes and that's really helpful and then you have to a lot of people don't realize like, okay, so the audience that's on LinkedIn is different than the audience that's on Facebook, that's different than the audience that's on Instagram, that's different than the audience yes. on YouTube. So yes. then it's within those themes, what are we gonna share on each platform? And then writing the language, so the captions, you know, writing those mm-hmm. captions so that it fits with, you know, on LinkedIn, it's most, you know, it's like all, it's business people, they use the platform Monday through Friday from is like 8, still, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Is it evolving? Is LinkedIn so, evolving to be more social? I think LinkedIn, is the most underused, underrated platform. Okay. I love LinkedIn. And here's why I tell you, this is why I love LinkedIn, and this is why- Free tip. Free tip, (laughs) why you should post on LinkedIn. So there are so many people on LinkedIn scrolling, but not many people post. Because I think LinkedIn, people are like, you know, LinkedIn is all business, and everybody is in like their very professional suit. I think that's their perception. And they use their very executive title, blah, 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 and everybody is so uptight and stuffy. I hate it. You can be, you can be professional and successful and sure. still be human. Sure. So what I share, so that's the thing with LinkedIn, like everybody's on there, but everybody's terrified to share because they, you know, they don't, they either, you know, they, they, they feel like, oh no, I have to stay this, you know, this stoic right. professional image. You're right. Ugh. Just, no, no, I hate that. So like what okay. I have found on LinkedIn okay. is like, I really, you know, I'm not as, you know, Insta- I'm not as like casual as I am on Instagram, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I I share like the humanity, and you should treat it as a, as what it is as as a sh- social network. I just feel like when everybody posts on Instagram, they're trying. It, it's almost like a resume or a cover letter, and those okay. are so boring. Okay, you mean on LinkedIn? You mean? On LinkedIn, yeah. So, so it's too stodgy. It's too stodgy, and you need to post on LinkedIn because so many pe- people are using that platform. You just don't know it because people aren't posting on there. But if you're posting, people are going to be seeing you. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I've I've posted some of these shows, and to give you how I've structured this for conversational purposes, my social media for my realtor practice is completely separate from the show. That was the thing I struggled with. Do I make it all? Do I formulate it all as part of who I am? Because that's reality. And I'm a big proponent of you are you. You're, and you, so you, you and wouldn't, you don't think the separation. I don't think the people way to should go. separate. Interesting. Yeah, because you're one human being with different facets, and that's why people love you. And mm. I think that, like, if you're if you're not just a realtor, but you have other things that make you interesting and cool, that's amazing. And I feel like since you know you're not you're not a brick and mortar store, you're a human being, mm-hmm. and so I, I I really think that people, um, will you know I I, I think that you don't realize how much leeway people will give you in mm. terms of what you share, and actually. And, and yeah, and I think people want variety. I know people want variety. That's good food for thought. Yeah, because it's, 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 I'll tell you, as you can probably imagine, it's difficult managing different. Yeah, that's what you don't <laughs> different platforms right. and you have different, all these different uh, accounts. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. tough. It's tough, yeah. especially on. And I think I, I'm probably violating LinkedIn's policy because I have two LinkedIn accounts, which I guess you're not allowed to do. Oh, really? But but you know, sue me. Yeah, but um. It's tough, and again, it goes back to the strength of what you're offering. Is that social media is not, uh, it's not easy. No, for, it takes time. It takes thought, and it should take, and you should take time, and it, there should be a lot of thought behind it uh, because it's it's an extension of who you are or who your brand is, and it's the first thing people are going to see, mm-hmm. and they're going to make a judgment on it. They're either going to look at your social accounts and be like, "Oh, well, they're with it." Oh, look at them. I mean, they got it going on. Or they're going to be like, oh, they the last time they posted was November of 2014. Right. It's quick, oh, wow. It's a quick judgment. And that's what we were <laughs> yeah. always taught, you know, 25 years ago. We were talking talk about websites. You know, when okay. you get a website, it's you don't want to go two years at the bottom and the last content because people always had blogs in their websites. Right. Remember that was a thing? Yeah. And then they would launch a website and then they would forget about it. And then you go to the site for content and it would say the last blog post was like three years prior. Right, right. Invalidated immediately, right? Yeah, yeah. So content's still king. It is. And I think it always will be because that's what it it, it comes, content is king everywhere. It's kind of like, I mean, think about it across all media platforms. Like content is king on social, content is king on like websites, content is king on TV, Mm -hmm. on newspapers, on, you know, people, there has to be something of value that you're offering. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Well, Talk a little bit about Pittsburgh. What do you love about this town? So I, born and raised, Mm -hmm. I grew up on the north side, um, and we lived in the city. I went to St. Cyril's before it closed off Brighton, Uh, and then my parents moved out to the North Hills suburbs when I was five, and so I went to St. Sebastian in the North Hills on McKnight Road, and then I went to North Hills High School. So when I was a kid in Pittsburgh, I would go to Ross Park Mall, and I thought like American Eagle was cool. And then I left, and then I was you mean gone. It's not anymore. Yeah, no, it is. It's still very cool. No, actually, I know I shouldn't say it like that. It is very cool. But my point is, so then I left for ten years, and then I came back. Pittsburgh is is so hip. It's amazing. So you saw a change. So I saw okay. a huge change. And my okay. husband is Canadian. He's from Toronto. Okay. And so when he moved here, he was like, look at this. And here's why we love Pittsburgh. So we live in the city. We live in Lawrenceville. Right. Um, we the have, house is beautiful, by the thank way. Thank you. I, like I saw this, two articles on it. That's thank a, that's you. a beautiful yeah. rental. Yeah, we have like a, a cool little row house. Mm-hmm. So we're, um, we, we're doing, um, we're renovating uh, like a brick Victorian right now. Okay. That we're going to move into next month. So we're okay. really excited about that. And then we have a son. We live in the city, this walkable neighborhood. We would not be able to have this fun life 
anywhere else because like New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. Toronto, DC, everything is so expensive. Right. You know, people like my friends that live live in those cities, they have these amazing jobs and they still rent. Mm-hmm. And so we love Pittsburgh because it's there's there's so much to do. The cities, it feels like a big city. It feels very cool and yet you can buy, you can own a home. You can put money away. You can build some wealth for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the thing I love about Pittsburgh is I as I get older, I have no patience for people who are uppity. Like I just have none, like none at all. You know, and I don't, and here, my, my thought, this is the second piece of don't peek in, uh, don't peek in high school and then there's another one, it's the other one. If you're smart, successful and pretty, you better be really freaking nice. Mm-hmm. You better be really nice mm-hmm. because I don't, understand you know these people i know you know we all meet them in our oh, lives yeah. who absolutely who have these big titles these big jobs like the big house all this money and they're cold and standoffish uh-huh. like why mm-hmm. you know you, god has blessed you so much mm-hmm. look at you living this beautiful life right. and you can't have any warmth and so i love pittsburgh because i feel like people are so warm and kind genuine genuine like when i worked in tv like at channel 11 there were there are no egos i mean people are wonderful Mm-hmm. And then now that I work in this like social media, like blogging influencer space, I have met so many wonderful people um, that, you know, support each other and raise each other up. And so I love Pittsburgh because and then we, we you know, we have friends that aren't from here, people like from Chicago, New York, different things. And they said that they love Pittsburgh because they just don't feel like here there's as much keeping up with the Joneses. Because I, I just have no time. For I that. think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. What I love about social media uh, primarily Instagram, and I was a late adopter to that. But social media in general, what I love about it is I've learned so much about my town. Yeah. Because there's so many dynamic people posting, and let's face it, photos are are a visual way to mm-hmm. to learn and see. Mm-hmm. You know, breweries, wineries, uh, food. People doing amazing things. And all things I and I didn't know half the things were even in the town until I, I saw them on social media. It's I know. amazing. It's amazing, and it just shows like how how diverse our town is, how there is so much depth to like the creatives and the mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and all the people uh, just doing incredible things. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think Pittsburgh is so cool. <laughs> and you traveled really a lot in your, in your life too. So did, you have yeah. a lot of the comparisons. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, we loved living in North Carolina. Um, we, I was working at the ABC affiliate in Asheville, which is in like the Western part of the state, mm-hmm. the mountains. It was so beautiful. We love living there. But in 2008, when the market crashed, my husband's work like, all went away and then I got the job at 11 so I wanted to come back so we love living we love living there um yeah but I think Pittsburgh is a really special place mm-hmm. I really do and um I think it well I feel like in lately it's always on the top list of things and yeah. it's being recognized more and yeah. more um you but, know there are some things that aren't great about it that you know I think do need worked on in there I don't even want to go into that because there's so many things to unpack sure but um yeah I think there's a lot of good a lot of real good I think it's also a comfortable town. I mean, in my years of traveling too, you know, I, I felt comfortable in some other places too. But there was, the pace yeah. is nice here. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If, if you want to be an energetic person and go there like you, you can. But I, I don't think that everybody around you is doing the same thing. Correct. Which, which yeah. is and, and that and that's comfortable to me. I remember when I worked in North Carolina, I got called in to my boss's office because it's just slower in the South, like in a great way. <laughs> and she was like, um, "People don't like you." 
And I was like, what do you mean people don't like me? She's like, you're just too, you're a bit too much. You know, like the intensity, the energy level. She's like, you just have to like, you can slow down. I was like, okay. So. Did you try it? No, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can. Yeah, because that, that, that being authentic, right? Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm me, and if you don't, like, okay. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, if you, I think it's a good, there's a good balance here. If like, if you're a high energy, energetic, go, 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 um, you know, there's a space for you, you know, here, and mm-hmm. then there's also mm-hmm. a space for, yeah, to go a little slower, which is good sometimes. Here's a random question. Okay. Favorite, one of, I won't say your favorite, I don't want to put you on the spot, one of your favorite places to eat in town. So, well, we live in Lawrenceville, so we have like a bajillion places. I know you places. do. That's why um, I'm asking. Okay, so I'm just going to say all of my favorite places there. Good. So we love Piccolo Forno. We always get takeout there. Okay. They have, uh, it's called a mortadella pizza. It's There's pistachios on it. I know it doesn't I've heard sound- that. I haven't, <gasps> haven't had it yet. You have to get it. It's so good. So we love them. Um, we are always so we have a three-year-old and he um, he loves to go to his favorite coffee shop. It's called Ineffable Cafe. It's at the corner of 39th and Penn. Okay. It's owned by our friend. Uh, his name his, uh, his name is Fat. He was I think he's from I think he's Vietnamese. Okay, but he he had a corporate job here in Pittsburgh and he quit it and opened this. Um, uh, coffee shop, sandwich shop. It's amazing. He has a space in there for kids as well, like a little play place because he has two little ones. Okay. So we're always there. There's another great spot in Lawrenceville. It's right by Children's Hospital. It's called Constellation Coffee. They have incredible coffee. We mm-hmm. love it there. Um, oh my gosh, there's just so many. And now I'm like blanking on that's all okay. their names. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, but no, that's um, like we never, we always just kind of stay in our neighborhood. We have a great neighborhood. That's why we love living there. Sure, you know, sure. uh, we walk a lot. So, um, and it continues yeah. to become more and more vibrant. It's, ama- yeah. it's amazing the renovations going on down there. It really is. Yeah. And so on our street, our street has really gentrified. We have a lot of newcomers, but we have a lot of old timers too. Right. And we love, we love all of our neighbors. We love the ones that, you know, born and raised, I mean, they were born and raised on that street. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have new neighbors and, um, and everybody manages to get along. And I mean, that's beautiful too. Were you real excited when you got the opportunity to come back home? Oh my gosh. I, had, oh, I, I, was, I would think it probably had to be a pretty damn exciting well, day that for you. Was, um, I mean, that was my dream as a kid. Uh-huh. You know, that was uh-huh. your dream. So you get it and you come back and you're doing it. And it was amazing. It was amazing. But just like, just like all things, you're, you achieve that and you do that. But, and then you get to a point where you look around and you're like, there's, there's more. There's got to mm-hmm. be more. Like it can't just be this. So um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and you took the leap. Yeah, and then That's I took the leap. Doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cheers. Good. Yeah, so um, if anybody is looking for inspiration or advice, you can mm-hmm. follow me on Instagram. That was my uh, next question. How do they reach you? <laughs> yeah, um, so I do have a website. It's CourtneyBrennan.com. And then on Instagram, my handle is It's Courtney Brennan. And on Facebook, you can find me at uh, Courtney Brennan TV. And then, um, yeah, you'll see me in different places in 2020. So stay tuned. One last thing. Yes. Is a podcast in your future? Yeah, that might be. I guess. That might be in the works. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that might be in the works. I mean, it just seems it Thank just seems you. to be such a logical thing for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, based again, upon yeah. you know your you articulation, never... how good you're behind the camera, good behind the mic. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and then I'll have to have you on mine. Well, I'd be flattered, <laughs> but I, I wanted to know you have an open invitation anytime oh, to come yeah. back. Oh, I would and love I, to. And I hope you do. Yeah, it was so fun. Thank you. Thank you. See you soon. Okay. <laughs>